0: This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. The upstream petroleum resources development bill, currently being considered by the Parliamentary Com- Portfolio Committee for Mineral Resources and Age Energy, is fatally flawed and should be rejected by South Africans. Um, The bill will create a separation of the regulation of the upstream petroleum industry from the regulation of the mining industry, with the former regulated by the bill, and the latter continuing to be regulated by the Mineral and Petroleum Resources Development Act. But the draft bill completely disregards the climate emergency and will cause South Africa to fall foul of our climate change commitments. Let's speak to Paul Wani-Ladu, who is Centre for um, Environmental Environmental Rights Mining Programme attorney, speaking to us this evening about this very bill. Paul, good evening to you. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Hi, Shekho. Thanks for having me.
0: So let us just get clarity then. Give us a bit of clarity as to what your stance is on this very bill and why that is your stance.
1: All right. Uh, Thanks, Shekho. Um, So... As you uh, mentioned at the beginning uh, of the segment, uh, the bull aims to separate the regulation of gas from the regulation of, of uh, mining or conventional mining. Uh, it'll create a whole new framework whereby oil and gas are um, accelerated in South Africa and um, regulated in terms of this new uh, bull. Um, our stance is that the bull is deeply, deeply flawed in many respects. Um, But I'll highlight the four main concerns that we have, right? The first one is the bill's disregard for the climate emergency that we're currently facing. The second one is the bill's lack of provision for actual economic development of South Africans and African citizens. The third one is the lack of public participation within the provisions of the bill. And the fourth one is that both conflict with the one environmental system. So we feel that the bill should be taken back to Parliament and completely overhauled.
0: So what do you foresee it doing when it comes to the climate specifically or the climate change?
1: Uh, that's a good question, right? So we foresee the bull doing absolutely nothing. If you look at the provisions of the bull, there is no reference whatsoever to climate change. Now, South Africa has um, uh, signed a, a baby of international agreements, which oblige the country to reduce its greenhouse gas emissions. The first of these is the um, Paris Agreement. The second one is the United Nations Intergovernmental uh, Panel on Climate Change uh, Framework for Climate Change. Um, In terms of these uh, conventions, we are um, on track towards um, irreversible climate change and countries should reduce their greenhouse gas emissions. The bill would do the exact opposite of that and be in complete contradiction to South Africa's um, climate um, obligations internationally.
0: So essentially then what you're saying is that um, it's not going to contribute to the fight against climate change?
1: Absolutely not, Shekho. If anything, it will exacerbate it.
0: Hmm. And so, you know, for you, what would you then like to see take place before we delve deeper into the other issues um, that this bill speaks to?
1: Uh, That's a really good question. So one thing I would like to see is a more stringent bill that has more provisions that directly and expressly limit the amount of greenhouse gases companies are allowed to admit that link the bill itself or the act, if it's promulgated, to South Africa's international uh, climate obligations as well as to the the soon-to-be-promulgated climate change bill And I would like a bill that has within the objects and the ambits of its provisions a clear uh, and express objective to reduce climate change and to um, steer the country um, off the the path towards um, climate catastrophe.
0: Mm. And, you know, when you look at it or if you look at the way that, you know, it has been constructed, what are the other harms that this particular bill... But well, before we even get to the harms, Paul, sure. let's speak to are there any benefits really for the country if this particular bill is passed?
1: Um, to be honest, Shekho, in its current iteration, there will be very little benefit. Um, one needs to take a look at the Free State, for example. If you look at the gas companies that are operating there, um, there's very little economic um, development that takes place for local communities Um, Oftentimes, very few of the people that live in local communities um, are are eligible for any kind of employment at a gas um, uh, company's operations. And if you look at the the gas they're extracting, the, the end user is oftentimes not a South African company or South African household, but European markets, Chinese markets, markets overseas. So the gas extracted in South Africa is often taken to other countries where those people and those citizens, those countries, benefit from that gas and not South Africans. So my honest opinion is that there's very little benefit to South African citizens and residents of South Africa in terms of this new uh, bill.
0: Mm. I mean, if I understand correctly, right, the bill seeks to separate petroleum provision from yeah. the mineral provision, right? Yes. As I've mentioned already. So the, mm. the the portfolio committee adding that the separation is also aimed at providing two independent pieces of legislation to mm. address matters pertinent to each industry and to bring about stability and security to investors, especially in the upstream petroleum sector. Do mm. you believe this particular stance from the portfolio committee?
1: Um, I, I do agree. Uh, insofar as there will be a separation of the regulation of Mm -hmm. of, um, extractive industries. um, I I do not agree that there will be any kind of certainty brought to citizens or to investors. If anything, I believe the bill will create more uncertainty.
0: You know, for those that don't completely understand Paul, right, Mm. Um, as we speak about this bill, um, the separation of the regulation of upstream petroleum industry Um, Mm. you know, or to create rather separation um, and then um, from the regulation of the mining industry with the former Mm. regulated by the bill and the latter continue to be regulated by the Mineral and Petroleum Resources Development Act. Mm. What exactly Mm. do we mean? What are we expecting or what is the Portfolio Committee hoping that this bill will actually do um, from what they are saying?
1: Ah, okay. Um, So in very simple terms, Mm. right, if a company wants to mine for coal or gold, and they're a mining company, they will apply for a license in terms of the MPRDA, the Mineral and Petroleum Resources Development, Bill, Development Act, excuse me. If the company is extracting oil or gas, they will apply for a license in terms of the Upstream Petroleum Resources Development Bill, uh, which will be an act that was promulgated. So it's essentially a difference between a coal company and a gas company, which are both extracting but different types of minerals and uh, resources.
0: Okay, all right. Um, that is then very clear even for me <laughs> at this particular stage. So, Paul, we do know that there were public hearings, right, that were sure. um, held. From your understanding, how did those go?
1: Uh, that's Thank you for bringing that up, right? So, we've just commenced the first round of public provincial hearings that the portfolio committee is having, and um, we—I personally attended the ones in the Free State, uh, specifically the one in Bochabelo. And um, from what I saw there, there was quite a diverse number of opinions in the room. Um, there were the cohorts who wanted to ensure that the bill would create economic opportunities for people there were um, a vast number of people who uh, questioned the bull's impact on the environment and um it's it's role to play in climate change and uh, there were those who openly questioned any uh, supposed economic development that the bull would bring so it was quite a a diverse group of opinions and um we did appreciate the fact that we were given the chance to to voice our opinions as society and civil society at
0: at large Mm. and i mean we do know that this could take quite some time right for it to wrap up and for the bill to either be passed or not um in the national assembly in the Mm. conversations that you've had you know um with others about this very bill what have they said to you about it
1: Uh, uh, The conversations I've had have been mostly with um, other civil society organizations and local communities um, that are impacted by mining and gas operations. And uh, the sentiment is very much the same. Um, Concerns about uh, climate change, concerns about the impact on the environment, impact on local communities, and um, concerns about the lack of, of economic development. What we've seen with extractive industries is that they often will speak Uh, highly and make great promises of economic development and they will um, push this narrative that their company will create jobs. But oftentimes the reality is that that does not happen. Um, So we've just um, wanted to make sure that there is a clear uh, understanding and a clear picture of of what any more um, fossil fuel extractions, what impact that will have on Uh, The people of South Africa and the people of the world, um, Mm. there will be severe um, health um, impacts, um, severe economic impacts, devastation of land, water, air pollution, and very little economic benefit for anyone outside of the circle of the coal or gas company itself.
0: I'm glad that you mentioned, you know, the impact that it will have, because I actually want to get an understanding um, on two parts. But let's start off with the local economic development. What Mm -hmm. impact would it have there?
1: Okay, so specifically when it comes to gas operations, right? We have found that gas in in this or gas extraction is an industry that is not labor intensive. So I think of the example of. Um, Virginia in the free state uh, where there's um there's exploration for gas and uh, uh, quite likely seem to soon to be production of of gas um, there are local communities who have received no um, uh, tangible economic benefits or employment at the gas operation, so the industry itself is very low on labor um, And if you look at some of the proponent documents of some of these gas companies, they'll openly say, we are very unlikely to create any um, jobs for local communities. They're quite open about that fact. So there's very little job creation. And... If we're looking at the the long-term economic impacts, right, we know that the extractive industries often uh, lead to to, um, the pollution of water, for example, air pollution, um, land that can't uh, uh, grow crops because it's not no longer fertile, right? The people that bear the the burden of these impacts are local communities. So you will find children that you know are uh, falling ill, um, children that are born with deformities. Um, Women that you know um, can't grow crops to to uh, feed their families. You will find people falling sick and having you know higher healthcare costs because of the illnesses, missing more days at work because of the illnesses, um, bearing the economic costs of um, the destruction of their their land and the environment because of a an extractive company. So there will be not just no economic benefit, but an exacerbation of um, inequality, injustice and poverty uh, because of of extraction. Mm.
0: 20 minutes after 11 o'clock, right here on Power 98.7. Let's continue our conversation with Paul, um, who is the attorney at the Center for Environmental Rights Mining Program. Paul, you know, you spoke then about the local economic development um, impact that this particular bull would have, but what about the local communities?
1: Um, yeah, so um, just not in terms of the economic impact, right? But also the the health um, impact on these local communities. Um, there will definitely be an exacerbation of of health um, 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 adverse impacts, like increased mortality, which means uh, more people dying sooner and increased morbidity, which means more people falling ill and um, living with illnesses that um, reduce significantly the quality of life. Um, We also are uh, fully aware that there is uh, a gendered impact to extractive industries where women um, face um, a greater brunt of the adverse impacts when compared to men. So there's multiple concomitant um, adverse impacts that are caused by extraction, specifically um, mining and gas extraction, uh, that are beyond uh, economic economic impacts.
0: You know, you speak about the health impact, right, um, that these communities will face. And I wonder if anything has actually happened as yet, Paul, before this bill has been passed, that could actually, you know, affect a person's health already, or those that you have spoken to that are saying that their health is already affected because of certain, you know, things happening within their areas.
1: Mm-hmm. So a couple of, of weeks ago, I spent um, some time in Virginia, in the free state, where um, there's a, a legacy or history of gold mining, and um, in speaking to local communities, I was made aware of um, health impacts like respiratory issues, people struggling to breathe, people having uh, chronic bronchitis, uh, people uh, getting lung cancer because of the, the dust from mine tailings, right? So we're well aware of the impacts, the health impacts specifically uh, caused caused by coal mining, Um In South Africa, gas extraction is still quite a young industry, still quite a nascent industry. The government wants to rapidly accelerate the industry, but in looking at countries uh, overseas, for example, in the States, um, they are well-documented, scientifically uh, documented, reported in repeatable journals, health impacts caused by fracking, which is a form of gas extraction and conventional um, gas extraction um, on local communities. Um, So, While, if your question is about the specific health impacts of Mm. gas, right, South Africa's got a history of of health impacts associated with coal. Gas is quite young in South Africa. But in looking at case studies from other countries, we can uh, infer what will happen uh, to local communities and just residents of South Africa uh, and neighboring countries um, as a result of gas extraction.
0: Hmm. I mean, as an attorney, what can you possibly do legally when it comes to this law?
1: Well, Sheikho, that's a, that's a wonderful question, right? So, um, we have written comments to the Department of Mineral Resources and Energy. We have presented at the public hearings and um, we are engaging with uh, the department as well as local communities to find ways to create a much more stringent uh, bill. We push for the use of renewable energy, um, but we feel that if gas is to be accelerated in south africa there should be a strong legislation to regulate the the gas industry right so as a lawyer what i can do if this bill is promulgated and becomes an act which has um legally binding force um in the country i can challenge it in court i can hold the, the, the department and the minister accountable for, for uh, example, an, an act that uh, violates existing peace and legislation. At the beginning of our discussion, I referred to the One Environmental System um, and how the bill um, is in contradiction to the One Environmental System. Um, we can challenge that in court, and not just myself as a lawyer, but uh, you know other civil society organizations and members of the public can challenge a bill that is uh flawed that contradicts existing legislation and that is contrary to the government's mandate to protect the health and well-being of citizens mm.
0: and i mean you know you, with the challenges that you that you want to you know put forward of course when it comes to this very bill i mean you've really no, yes. you've noted a few issues and the reasons why you'd want to challenge certain things when it comes mm. to this bill uh have you gotten any response as yet
1: um can yes. i just understand a response from from who exactly from
0: from from government has there been anything that they have said um in response to you know you wanting to actually challenge this bill
1: um sure i, I get your question mm. um so just just to be just for some clarity we i don't want to challenge the bill um i want the bill to be completely revised but okay. if the bill is Promulgated in this current version, they—I can guarantee you—they will be legal challenges, not from mm. not just from me personally, but from um, other stakeholders in the the the, the uh, industry, right? Um, so, just as a point of departure, mm-hmm. um, I remember presenting at the public provincial hearings and getting really good uh, feedback from the members of parliament who were there. Um, with some requesting that i submit my my presentation and my comments in written form so there was from my sense um a, a will to to revise the bill to make it better and to to correct the flaws that are in the bill so yeah i yeah
0: that's great <laughs> so i mean you could actually <laughs> yeah. be taking part in revising this bill completely
1: yeah we we want strong law we want good law
0: And one that will protect the rights of the people as well. A hundred percent. So, you know, with this very bill and the public hearings, are they going throughout the country? Because I'm now wondering which areas um, so far that could be affected by this bill, or is it really just nationwide?
1: Um, So that's a very good point. Um, The, the, Excuse me. The public provincial hearings were in all nine provinces, um, and they have just recently ended. Um, at the end of of May, uh, the first uh, round of hearings uh, have have uh, come to a close. Um, there will be a second round of hearings. I'm not sure at what what stage, most likely towards the end of this year or early next year, uh, where the public will get another chance to to voice their opinion regarding the bill, and. Um, the bill refers to upstream petroleum, so there'll definitely be some provinces that um, are are more impacted than others. But I strongly urge people in every province to to voice to educate themselves about the bill, to voice their opinions on the bill, because the the adverse impacts I referred to earlier and throughout this discussion will impact local communities. But climate change and the effects of climate change are a trans, trans boundary, so. If there's pollution that happens in, for example, the Free State, it's not just going to stay in the Free State. It's going to impact Kaochenk and the Northwest and the Northern Cape. Um, mm-hmm. So the issues that arise out of, you know, for example, gas production in or mining in Pomalanga or gas production in the Free State are going to impact the entire country and our neighbors and the entire world. So, yeah, there will be more public hearings. Um, government will definitely uh, make that known. Uh, Please also check out our website. We'll publish um, the dates for the future hearings. And um, I I urge everybody to to be involved in this process and to voice their opinions because we will all be impacted.
0: And this will also have an effect, isn't it, on the ocean and the marine life as well?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So, Paul, um, for those then that would like to get in touch with you or get more information about this bill. You've just mentioned that they can check out your website, but what is that website? <laughs>
1: uh, thanks. Uh, so, you want to Google the CER or the Center for Environmental Rights. Um, you'll find uh, a tab that has all of our programs, uh, mining, pollution and climate change, corporate accountability, activist support and training, and um, you will also find the tab that has all the members of staff and our email addresses. If you want to get in touch with any one of us, um, you can also look at our partners um, like Natural Justice, like the Legal Resources Centre, like Birth Justice, um, and um, yeah, there's a, a variety of of, of civil society organisations and community-based organisations that are are uh, working towards uh, a safer, healthier environment, and we are more than willing uh, to to listen to and engage with people and to um, assist where we can.
0: Mm-hmm. That is Paul Wani-Ladu, who is the cent- attorney at the Center for Environmental Rights Mining Program. Thank you so much for your time.
1: Thank you, Shekho. Thank you so much.
0: And we are speaking there about the Petroleum Resources Development Bill. He spoke about you know, the effects that it will have on communities, on local economic development and on climate change.